from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. Welcome to this morning's episode. That's the right frame right there. How's everyone doing this Monday, October 17th, 2022? Cybersecurity Awareness Month going on, all kinds of stuff going on. I hope everyone had a nice, relaxing weekend. Go to cyberhubpodcast.com. Find all of our latest content. Make sure to go to your YouTube channel at CyberHub Podcast or follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or any of the other. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating there. We've got a packed show today. I'm not going to go into the whole spiel, uh, whole thing. I'm just going to grab my double espresso. I'm going to wish y'all that we have an amazing week and an even like awesomer Monday. Coffee cup cheers. Let's get into our stories today with Tata Power announcing a cyber attack that's affecting its IT infrastructure. For those who aren't aware, Tata Power is the one of the largest energy giants in India. It's a multi-billion dollar company. On Friday, it announced that it's dealing with a cyber attack impacting some of its systems. Spokesperson has said the company has taken steps to retrieve and restore the systems. All critical operational systems are functioning. However, as a measure of abundant Precaution, restricted access, and preventative checks have been put in place for employee and customer-facing portals and touchpoints. They've declined to comment on whether it was a ransomware attack or just a disruptive cyber attack. The company, which is one arm of the Indian conglomerate Tata Group, reported a revenue of $5.3 billion in the most recent fiscal year and runs major power plants in Gujarat, Mumbai, uh, Jharkhand, and 32 other locations across India. The company also has operations in South Africa, Indonesia, Singapore, and Bhutan. Um, the statements coincide with a report published by recorded feature detailing how a likely Chinese state-sponsored threat activity group conducted network intrusion targeting at least seven Indian state load uh, dispatch centers uh, responsible for carrying out real-time operations for grid control and electricity. China is stepping this up. If you missed it over the weekend, by the way, kind of from a geopolitical perspective, this is really big because because. President Xi in China got, got, is getting an additional five years. He talked about Taiwan uh, over the weekend. He talked about re- reunifying China. Uh, now that we've got Hong Kong next is Taiwan, blah, blah. So um, hang on to your shirts, folks. Uh, China's about to get a whole lot more aggressive uh, after this week. Uh, Zimbra released a patch for its actively exploited vulnerability in its collaboration suite. Zimbra has released patches to contain an actively exploited security flaw in its enterprise collaboration suite that could be leveraged to upload arbitrary files to vulnerable instances. Track to CVE 2022-41352, a CVSS score of 9.8. The issue affects a component of the Zimbra suite called Amavis, an open source content filter, and more specifically, the CPIO utility uses to scan to extract archives. Uh, the fixes are in Zimbra 9.0, uh, 9.0.0 patch 27 and Zimbra 8.8.15 patch 34 are all set. Um, so folks, keep those in mind there. Um, get those patched. Over 45,000 VMware ESXi servers just reach end of life. Now, why would this matter? If you have a VMware ESXi 6.5 or 6.7 that reached end of life, you'll only receive technical support, but no security updates, putting the software at risk of vulnerabilities. Now, here's the thing. The world runs on VMware. In case you don't know, now you know. Right? The company analyzed data from 6,000 customers, found 79,000 installed VMware ESXi servers. 
79,000. Of those 36 and a half, 28,835 run version 6.7.0 released in April of 18 and 21.3%, 16,830 are in 6.5.0, which was released in November of 2016. So, uh, all in all, there's 45,654 VMware ESXi servers that reached end of life. Now you go, well, that's not a big deal. Well, if you're part of the software supply chain, do you know what version VMware your critical vendors are running? Do you have any clue? Do you know if it's end of life? Do you know what it would do to the product performance when they upgrade? Questions to ask yourself this morning, something to go look through, ask, and make sure it's not in your environment. And if it is, Start planning to replace it. Researchers are saying that Microsoft Office 365 uses, uses a broken email encryption to secure messages. According to researchers uh, that have disclosed what's being called a security vulnerability in Microsoft 365 that could be exploited to infer messages uh, in message, message content, sorry, due to the use of a broken cryptographic algorithm. The Office 365 message encryption messages are encrypted in an insecure electronic codebook mode of operation, according to WeSecure. Office 365 message encryption is a security mechanism used to send and receive encrypted email messages between users inside and outside of an organization without revealing anything about the communication itself. Um, a consequence of the newly disclosed issue is that rogue third parties gaining access to the encrypted email messages may be able to decipher the messages effectively, breaking confidentiality protections. Uh, indeed, NIST pointed out earlier this year that the ECB mode encrypts plain text blocks independently without randomization Therefore, the inspection of the two uh, ciphertext blocks reveals whether or not the corresponding plain text blocks are equal. And so there you go. CISA has released an open source Redeye C2 log visualization tool. The tool itself, um, which is supposed to help report command and control activity, Redeye is both for red and blue teams. It provides an easy way to gouge data that leads to a practical decision. Assisting attack campaigns, a joint project between CISA and DOE-specific Northwest National Laboratory, Redeye can parse logs from attack frameworks like Cobalt Strike to present complex data in a more digestible format. The tool allows users to upload campaign data to view relevant information such as beacons and commands, historical records of each campaign logs into Redeye and can be viewed in a graphical representation that correlates servers and hosts involved. Analysts can also explore key events in a selected campaign to discover payload activity and follow an attacker's penetration path like lateral movement or credentials to increase privilege on a machine. The feature available in Redeye allows analysts to comment on the attacker activity for better collaboration and understanding of the attack path. Blue teams can also use Redeye to understand easier the raw data received from an assessment and view the attack path and the compromise host so that they can take appropriate action. At the moment, Redeye can parse logs only from the COBOL strike framework. And the tool is available on GitHub. Link is in the show notes. Go get it. Good Guys Prevail, Operation Jackal, where a global police action between September 26th and 30th targeted a cyber crime, cyber crime ring known as Black Axe, as well as related West African organized crime. As part of the operation, 75 criminals were arrested and money mules have been arrested. 49 properties search and over $1.2 million have been intercepted in bank accounts. According to Interpol, Black Axe has become a major global security threat. Black Axe and similar crime rings are responsible for most of the cyber-enabled financial fraud worldwide, as well as many other serious crimes. During house searches, authorities seized a large quantity of assets, including 12,000 SIM cards that has helped with the investigation that has led to the identification of more than 70 additional suspects in this one. 
The collaboration went across 14 countries, including Argentina, Australia, Cote d'Ivoire, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Malaysia, Nigeria, Spain, South Africa, the United Arab Emirates, the United Kingdom, and finally, the United States of America. Folks, that's it for our show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day, and most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.